You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop. For more about this show and my other show, Enthusiasts, plus to get the latest interviews, K-pop news, album reviews, and so much more, subscribe to the show's free newsletter at 17karatkpop.substack.com. Enjoy the show! If any media, a book, a movie, a show, music videos, if any of that brings you joy, comfort, a sense of feeling seen or heard, insight, provokes thought, self-reflection, helps you form friendships around it, gives you special memories and escape, enlightens, educates, I mean, the power of pop culture to really help us carry on in this scary life. It's really powerful, and no one can take that away from you. So please remember that whatever piece of media really struck you, struck a chord with you, gave you great memories, and continues to do so, the author could say something awful, the game developer could turn out to be a jerk, whatever the case is, that doesn't have to taint your love for that game, movie, etc. Please try to not let it dim the light it gives your life. Because it's not even theirs anymore. You can put your own stamp on it and replace theirs. So same with Luna. If this company's really let you down, Luna can still be yours always. Don't let them take the good Lunaverse memories away from you. If the chapter ends sadly, kind of counterintuitively, or just with a flop, hey, we are not going to let any company or any person take away what brought us such joy and can still do so. So let's reclaim the story. Let's make sure it has a good ending and celebrate it. Just enjoy everything the Lunaverse has given us and keeps doing so. So yeah, we're just going to celebrate Luna today. Regardless of what happens in the future, no one can take away from us the memories we've made. So let's go back to the beginning. Here is a look at what made Luna shine from the get-go. And along the way, if you're not a big fan, I hope you find it interesting. I will try to describe the journey of their discography, its evolution, in the context of what messages they embedded in the Lunaverse that really help explain its wide appeal and what drew people like me into it and just made us so excited for this group and proud to be fans. The story really began in October 2016. Quote, the story of Luna started with its first girl, Heejin, then Hyunjin, a close friend and a schoolmate, Hasul, who always seems to cause rain wherever she goes, and the youngest member, Yejin, who hops around everywhere like a noisy frog, joined along. An android from Hong Kong, Vivi, was introduced to complete Luna's first milestone, Luna One-Third. As they passed through the endless forest, created with love and live and love and evil, Luna's universe kept on expanding. That was a later description summarizing what happened, but I thought it would be helpful to start with that. So what ended up happening, over the course of 18 months, we were introduced individually to these members with a very short backstory. So you had to fill in a lot of blanks, which was part of the fun. They were all mysterious characters, but you did get to know what their main trait was. Some sort of ability to bring rain, a magical power, a backstory related to another character. They were going to school together. An android. (laughs) And Yejin with the the hopping tendency. Quirky things like that. They all combined to form Luna One-Third, who have different powers. They went through this magical forest and ended up with a new, evolving, expanding era for the Lunaverse. But the first subunit was called Luna One-Third. The first character we met, the girl of October, Heejin. 
She released Vivid in the acoustic mix, singing about how she wanted to add color to a dull life, and how exciting and vibrant and new the world felt, describing it like she's seen the colors of it, the full vividness of it, for the first time. Next came Hyunjin with Around You, quite somber and solitary, but then she pepped things up with a collab with Heejin, I'll Be There. So as the members were introduced, they also started getting into combinations, doing collabs with each other. Hassel did so too, with the other two, in the carol. Her other debut was Let Me In. Yujin had the super cute Princess and the Frog-ish, Cinderella story-ish, bizarre fairy tale of her own in the video for Kiss Later, and the adorable My Melody, aka My Sunday. The character who is actually from the past, but is a futuristic android inside, is Vivi's character, who's saying Every Day I Love You, with a retro video that has explicitly been confirmed to be a 90s throwback, like literally taken from the 90s. She teamed up with Jin Sol for Every Day I Need You, completing Luna One Third and symbolizing the end of an era and start of a new one. This is when the intro screen with their logo changed. It became black instead of white, and the video color palette turned into a darker, red light-filled environment going forward. With Kim Lip and Eclipse, we'll get to that in a second. March 2017, the first subunit, Luna One Third debuted, Quote, a combination of girls present on planet Earth. These girls portray the most realistic and practical sceneries that can easily be found on the streets or in school. Heejin, Hyunjin, Hasul, and Vivi start their stories in France, Japan, Iceland, and Hong Kong to become unified as one. Unquote. A separate summary said, quote, when four girls who denied the Garden of Eden gather, the party begins. Unquote. So again, they tease the plot, but let you fill in a ton of blanks. They let you kind of finish the thoughts for them. So you get the basic premise, but not all the specifics. So you get that Luna One Third is the subunit, focused on showing off just everyday life, and they come from different backgrounds, different parts of the world, but can all come together and be friends. Super sweet. But also, they've been denied heaven, basically. <laughs> they've been rejected by someone, by something. So now they're going to make a new, inclusive world where they feel like they truly belong. They released the first of many to come mirrored releases. There's kind of a flip, like the soundtrack to Earth and the alternate reality. They released Love and Evil about their first breakup and Love and Live, Live is Evil Backwards, about a first crush. The description of the plot at this point indicates that the girls are still quite naive and unsure what to make of these new-to-them feelings. The album is, quote, filled with pain and worries in the process of love, in the opposite characteristics of the prior record. Is love something sweet? Or is it something cruel? It might be a question too difficult for young girls to answer yet. Is the story of love they tell love and live or love and evil? The girls who are lost in the forest have gathered here. Can they save Yujin? Unquote. The girl who's seemingly trapped in a cute fairy tale actually needs rescuing to a new narrative, a new story. Again, intriguing and kind of specific, but also pretty vague. The song Love and Evil was meant to kind of soundtrack this premise, designed to help visualize these girls lost in a dark forest and running deeper into it, not closer to the light. 
Then they sang the sonatine, as the song is called, to cast their love spell, spread love, as they try to create a new world. Sonatine describes their crushing as transforming from super naive and innocent to more ambiguous and complicated, the way it turns out with age. Backtracking for a second, fun fact that Love and Evil was produced by Sweech, who has done a lot of famous K-pop ballad work. He's worked with Infinite, Uptension, Lovelies. Rain, 51DB, was described as their way of reimagining, quote, what if Luna was created in the 90s, unquote. More of a 90s throwback. With this one, that was overtly confirmed to be their homage to girl groups like Finkel, SES, first-gen K-pop. And also meant to be sounding like a soundtrack to, quote, dreams they did not wake up from, unquote. It shows, quote, their love towards themselves, trying to revitalize the sentiments of the golden era, unquote. Back to solo releases with Kim Lip in May 2017. This is when members seem to add literal color and symbolic color to Luna, because now the members seem to have each their own signature color, and Kim Lip's is red. She adds a big, bold, daring color to the picture. And she's described as someone who, quote, starts to draw a new circle, different from the one drawn by the previous members, unquote. An official description interestingly compares the members meeting each other to building blocks, being stacked into different towers, new synergies coming about. And these so-called block towers started to be seen from a new angle for the first time, thanks to Kim Lip's additions. Official description of Eclipse, quote, Kim Lip, representing the color red, will gather two other girls to add to the palette of the circle. As Kim Lip changes up the way the circle is drawn, the style of music they bring to the game moves forward as well, unquote. This urban R&B song really took Luna's sound in a different direction and became a new Take Charge era in terms of their song lyrics and their message too. So Luna one-third was about timidity, shyness. Now Luna's ready to be bolder and more active, not passive when it comes to love and seeking out what they dream of, making it really happen. An allusion to parts of their story, Being All a Dream, is back with her song, Twilight. A song about, quote, singing through a sleepless night towards the moon, unquote. Shout out to famous AOMG producer, Cha-Cha Malone, for working on that one. The girl of June, we met in 2017, turned out to be Jinsol, represented by the color blue. Her background is the character who met Vivi first, in Hong Kong, so they might have a history. She contrasts a lot. She really represents contrast with lyrics like the nocturnal sun with her school uniform outfit mixed with this more mature image in other ways for singing in the rain. She also proved to have a trick up her sleeve with Love Letter, her collab with Kim Lip, which was created with the intent to sound kind of like a ballad at first, have that energy, but really has much more to it. Cherry debuted in July with the signature color purple and the song Love Cherry Motion. Another one, described as a love spell of sorts, and the video was meant to represent warm summer love and enjoying it, filmed on Jeju Island. The video features three moons, three different colored moons, and it's notable then that Girlfront would feature one three-colored moon instead, but at this point they're just separate. They have not converged. 
Shout out to Daniel O.B., who worked on her collab with Jinsoul Puzzle, because he also worked on Eclipse and has worked quite a bit with SM Entertainment. Just as some of the earlier already debuted artists, Heejin, Hyunjin, Hasul, auditioned for the show Mix 9, Arai Circle was debuting. So they're expanding their promo and public-facing events at the same time as they promoted another subunit, Arai Circle. Personally, my favorite subunit. Also big because they had this big M Countdown promo run. The secrecy was a little less. Luna became less guarded. They actually said at the time, quote, about 50 trainees are training hard under the name of Lu Nation as candidates for the last four slots in the third unit of Luna, which will expand the universe with its whole new spectrum once again, unquote. So actually, upon subunit 2 debuting, the third subunit was yet to be determined. They were creating this group in real time, which added to some of the intrigue on accident because a lot of questions lingered about the group because even the agency did not have an answer yet. This subunit was called Odd Eye Circle because first of all, the word odd looks like two half moons and a full moon. Each letter of the word can kind of symbolize a moon, It was also meant to be just a reminder that we're all a bit odd. The official description says, Arai Circle, quote, places itself in between the Earth and the cosmos. The beginning of Arai Circle was by looking at three moons. Mutated girls gather to form the Arai Circle and show themselves by taking control in love relationships instead of waiting passively. Arai Circle gathered three odd girls to complete a big circle with colors as the central idea, unquote. So Luna One-Third was an era all about experiencing feelings for the first time, some of them just because of young age, in Vivi's case because she was in this story, now learning human feelings. Now the focus is on exploring the messier layers of human emotion. This maturing also came across as so authentic because of how spread out it was. With releases spread out so much, them growing up as the music went on was literal in addition to symbolic. They really were maturing as this music came out. They had another mirrored release with two versions of it, Mix and Match and Max and Match. They're already focused on not being content with the new world they've created, knowing there are more ways to expand. The official description of the story of Mix and Match says it's, quote, an expression of the will to surpass the limits of Arai Circle, unquote. The Girlfront video is overtly confirmed to have some Easter eggs in there, referencing Luna One-Third's chapter. The video featured, quote, another girl yet to be introduced revolves around them, unquote. So basically, keep your eyes out for a reference to a yet-to-be-debuted member. So this comeback was pretty successful, not just because suspense had been building for Luna all this time, and they had these teasers for which members were next, but also, it was a great empowering moment. They took on the slogan, Girlfront and they decided to start setting, quote, new standards of girls saying that they would ask the boys out first, unquote. They are ready to be girl power icons, basically, and just embrace their more, quote-unquote, masculine traits, too. They basically described the song Chaotic as being about their more mannish tendencies. And it actually was meant for a guy group. It was going to go to only one of, back when they were called 8x8x8 before debut. 
Luna One Third music had quite a few references to dreams and your imagination, a dreamy state. Now, Odd Eye Circle talks about staying up all night with songs like Starlight. Definitely a more mature, flirty girl crush era for the group. They showed off a darker sound to them with the song Ad. They went for R&B pop on Sweet Crazy Love, described as the whole subunit's prequel song, narratively. Quote, with the spell cast by the sweet but zealous girls at the beginning of the song by saying, hey boy, the music is already complete, unquote. They also kept the mystery component front and center with the hidden track featured on the album, the English version of Lunatic. The story got quite philosophically deeper with Eve in November, described as biting the apple in the Garden of Eden, intentionally trying to get banished so she could go be on Earth with the others. Quote, Eve, Chu, and Gowan will soon meet the last piece of the puzzle to create their own universe of girls who escaped the Garden of Eden, unquote. She really starts to just hatch plans for finding a place for herself in this world, which requires her to not be so preoccupied on being angelic that she doesn't live life, live a messy, complex, mistake-filled human life. So she goes on to embrace the highs and lows of the human experience with songs like D1 about, quote, trivial emotions in stories, unquote, and taking on a new era with a Soltronica experiment for the group with the song new. Quote, a song where Eve declares that she will be herself no matter what kinds of hardships, pain, and frustration face her. Eve sings that she will not surrender herself to any walls or glass ceilings she may have to face, unquote. A sweet throwback mixed with a new subunit of sorts with the Carol 2.0 that December, which is also the month we met Chu, my very favorite lunason ever, Heart Attack, came out. Chu is basically the love interest of Eve, the person with a crush on Eve. Some fans interpret that as a real romance. Others view it as platonic. They said overtly, we don't want to tell you, kind of like, you can interpret it however you want. And that's what fans have done, which is pretty cool. Chu is described upon debut as, quote, a new wind in the universe of Luna, unquote, with a video about how she became Chu as she turned into someone else to impress Eve. She sings adorably about her crush and feeling so alive with the butterflies in her stomach over this. There are lots of great, interesting homages, too, in the video that I broke down in past episodes of the show, both Lunaverse Talk and the K-Pop Times Artwork episode, but she references The Little Match Girl, a short story from Hans Christian Andersen. It also nods to Aphrodite Means Death by John Appleby. The surrealist art from Renee Magritte is referenced. It was a beautiful, sweet delight when Chu and Eve came together for Girls Talk. A sweet song about girl talk, about secrets between friends, what they call precious chats, just with a bestie. Shout out to Jihai, who worked on the production for this one. He also worked on Vivid, which started this whole Luna project, and Uncover, a really great B-side. The Girl of January 2018, Go Quote, starting with Eve, Chu, and Go One, talk about their ego. The ego is seen as a girl who admires someone or envies another. 
Sometimes, it starts from self-loathing or disappointment in oneself. However, they come to a realization that self-awareness is not decided upon or created by somebody else, but built by oneself by starting to love oneself with novelty, excitement, and uniqueness. Although it may seem selfish, the process of completing one's ego with loving oneself is captured in the story, unquote. So we went from defining love to exploring love and now turning inward and realizing what self-love is all about, which is what the song One and Only is all about, which really does have spatial, immersive production intentionally. They wanted a full experience for the listener to feel like they were in a special cocoon by themselves, just embracing their own company, giving themselves a hug, you know? Go One realizes that it's really important that she met herself. She talks about herself like you would talk about finding the love of your life. Like it's a new person she's just getting to know. And she's so grateful she did and fate led her down this path. Her other main song was with Chu called Seesaw. And they intentionally sought to kind of contrast their voices up and down from Chu's lighter voice to a more mature sound from Go One. The official description hints at the last piece of the puzzle to come, and could it be Olivia, huh? The Girl of May was her, with the song Egoist featuring Jinsoul. This song was pretty much straight up described as full of hidden narrative details, so pay attention. Then there's the song Rosie she did with Go One that, quote, captures the pretty but edgy, unpredictable emotions of modern girls who are nice but chic, kind but naughty, or interested but not enough to go out with someone, unquote. They continue to just speak to very relatable, universal feelings of young women. Being multifaceted people in an era of focusing inward. Luna YYXY became the next subunit, releasing Love Forever, featuring one of my favorite people ever, musician-wise, Grimes, in May. Love Forever was so, so cute. The subunit name is meant to have two meanings. One being like the X is a multiplication symbol. So youth and youth and youth again. Also meant to be about, they don't have a certain X or Y chromosome, but their own unique combination of new chromosomes. They are a whole new breed of women, basically. This subunit songs are viewed as helping complete a puzzle of who they are. The group is, quote, Girls Who Denied Eden, talking about the ego of the youth. Being love, hurt, broken, but still stepping forward, they capture moments of youth to complete an ego, unquote. The love you feel is described as this shiny, beautiful feeling on Beauty and the Beat, their album. And the album is about, in large part, the ego will be complete with full self-love. The girls denied access to Eden have now decided to go find who they really are. And so those feelings behind their path down a road not traveled is the focus of the album. And each subunit member did not get a specific character trait or a specific color. Now their main thing is some sort of word, a key word. Faith, hope, love, anger. Faith, hope, love, and anger all combining. Chu's word was hope, referring to her keeping the faith Eve loved her too. Go on with the word love for her self-love. Olivia for anger due to Eden and the rules surrounding it. And Eve had the word faith, referring to feeling born again with her son new, ready to turn the page. And this new gene can spread around the world when they combine those keywords, putting them into action.
Their music continued to have this very full feeling, with much attention to detail. The melodies in Frozen were compared to the sounds of spring transitioning into summer, as flowers bloom more than they once did. They also really worked on tone to feel like their voices were, quote, as if standing alone in the silent desert, unquote, with a dryness to it in the song One Way, which was actually meant for a Luna the Ballad album that did not happen. One Way also hoped to show a contrast between Go One and Olivia's voices, like Day versus Night. Then there's the song, Rendezvous 18.6Y, meant to represent fate and coincidence. Again, more total opposites being represented in their music. They will later confirm that, yeah, all the Luna subunits come together and created like a, not a Venn diagram so much as a Mobius strip, tightened over time to really solidify the bond between Eden, Earth, the Middle Earth, So now they have this big cross-planetary universe created with their own new set of rules and emotions and ethos guiding them. And we see how friendship and self-love and platonic love for others really drive them in their excitement for this new world. Because the members now interact with each other more than ever in a subunit video really on displays their joy together in Love Forever, where they encourage each other to share their stories. August 2018. Big moment. All the subunits back together for the first time. They all came together for Favorite. Really one of my favorite songs of theirs, no pun intended. They also spelled it with a capital O in there. Again, the moon symbolism. They're all together and really just made history with its story. This was part of the album Plus Plus, and the intro for it was a mashup of intros for each subunit's tracks. So it really just showed this full combination of what they had to offer. Now all the colors, all the styles, all those different backstories are all being mixed and matched as a collective. Really exciting. The girls now have their own full universe to explore, which is what Hi Hi was all about, which quote, narrates how Luna one-third meets Adai Circle and how these girls unite with YYXY to soar to the sky, unquote. Notable details include the Easter egg it would become to have a close-up of white sneakers, which are in the butterfly video. Also note the fact the same message plays on the intercom everywhere, no matter what location. So they're really sitting about expanding their world while they are tightening it, enhancing their bonds with each other and their ways of communicating and living harmoniously. The song Heat, perfect example of how their music kept lyrics in there, very specific to their story, referencing the Mobius strip, the different planets, and being very broadly applicable and relatable. Like the lyric, quote, There is no wrong side. I can't detach myself from you. The pieces are fitting perfectly, one by one, unquote. Lots of quotes like that. Lyrics about human emotions, but alluding to a universe-specific topic. So now that the world is complete in terms of scale, it won't expand anymore. Now they focus on tightening that Mobius strip in the middle, with starting what they call the two-dimensional fusion with Multiply Multiply XX. A very symbolic start to their new group-wide era, with teasers starting January 1st, 2019. Still doing the mirroring thing, Plus Plus and XX, or Multiply Multiply, were meant to be viewed as being made like opposites, contrasting albums. 
This new one focused on some more dream pop styles, a dreamy type of love, and encouragement to be brave, nice uplifting messages, really emulated by the butterfly track about the butterfly effect they hope to cause, inspiring everyone to, around the world, feel like they are a Luna too. Luna is a plural word too, the Luna around the world, which is why they showed such a special diversity filming the video across five continents to show free girls just proudly, freely, dancing, smiling all over the world. I would also note one of the Easter eggs here seems to be a cassette tape in the video. It made me think of the whole time travel retro plot point alluded to time and time again. Stylish is a great song to sum up all three subunits. The lyrics really are reminiscent of songs from each of the subunits together, referencing dreams, a new beautiful world, a labyrinth, a compass, needing guidance versus giving guidance, finding the answers on your own, curiosity, flirtiness, coyness, it's all in there. Interesting, not so much narratively as for the timeline's sake, August 2019 is when Jaden Jun, who'd been Luna's creative director since the beginning, left the company over creative differences, so maybe a tonal shift ought to have been anticipated. And they did focus on promoting a slower song, a piano-based ballad, 365, that December. Hash, or hashtag, came out February 5th, 2020. And it was explained as their title because it, quote, does not mean much when it is used alone, but it means that when used in combination with words or letters, they realize the result of a multi-use combination when they are together, just as they perform a special function or great ability. Luna want people to break out of the box, boundaries and prejudices, showing them to not be afraid to challenge yourself. It is possible to make different waves more than you can imagine if you challenge yourself with your passion and go forward, unquote. The what's fate versus what's coincidence, what can I or can I not control about my future, they've questioned that all along. And they pretty much say, who cares, it's definitely up to you not just chance, with the voiceover in the So What video that says do not accept the fate of the moon. The fate of the moon, the moon's plans, the stars, how they're written, how the stars align. Ignore it and just do your thing. Show your hidden self to the world. They really run with the fire inside you, keep it alive metaphor, and have literal fire to keep the theme alive. And in an unsubtle symbol, the word on the screen at the end of the video, free. It's notable that small flickers of the flames remain at the end of the video, so they did burn on. They continue to have clever nods to the whole galactic, world-building, literal element of their story with word choices like go around the world, the world revolves around you, and they talk about just breaking out of a birdcage, raising their wings to fly, breaking walls, a bajillion metaphors for coming into your own more unapologetically than ever. They've really, their story has shown this evolution in confidence that really just kicked into high gear with the group-wide releases. When they really all teamed up, their variety of interests, traits, colors, that diversity proved to be a big strength. The songs Number One and Oh Yes I Am were both meant to have kind of a mysterious vibe to them, questioning so much. Both are mysterious, but also pretty certain in their optimism for the future. With number one, they sing, quote, No matter which sky you weep under, I won't let you go unnoticed, unquote. 
and quote, when the black knight returns, I'll wrap around those slumped shoulders and comfort you, unquote. They promise to stay there to comfort you forever amid this uncertain future that you can deal with as long as you're together. Then they reference infinite possibilities in Oh Yes I Am. So first they start amping you up. You can do this. I'll help you. Then they embrace the future for themselves. Just talking like, yeah, I've got this. Not just you've got this. They also go back to talking about what they mentioned in a previous release. The cherish-worthy nature of curiosity. The joys of curiosity. Learning and being open. They also revel in feeling like they've gotten to know themselves better than ever before, and that has made their lives bigger and brighter. Now, their story does stay relatable, with shyness creeping back in sometimes. They're not confident every day. There's the song Ding Ding Dawn, one of my favorite Luna B-sides, period, which is about kind of hoping someone else makes that first move, feeling weird about it, nervous, like, hey, hurry up. It feels like TikTok. The bell is ringing. It's time for you to hurry up and pay attention. But I don't want to speed this up by making a move. That's scary. They still had a hidden track with this release, this one called The Back of the Moon. Quote, Instead of a moon that does not shine on its own and always shows the same side, Luna serves as a fuse in the heart of the whole Lunas around the world. Unquote. So they embrace the back of the moon, not the front side that shines just on everyone by itself, but the side that shines more so by a contrast, there to show the other side appearing brighter by comparison, and they are there to just be a fuse, a centralized place to reflect back at us, our world, and what makes us great. So now that they had this story with beautiful messages about coming into your own, friendship, now it's time to celebrate. No more introspection for a while, just fun songs. And that light pop fun came with their Midnight Festival premise for the album 12 O'Clock. Yes, I know 12 O'Clock is not midnight, that would be zero o'clock, but I digress. They celebrated the Starry Festival, where all Luna around the world could just have a dance party together, and they kept up classic themes in songs like 12 O'Clock about getting into orbit, getting a new adventure, across time and space kind of a thing. The electronic pop single, Why Not, is all about pursuing freedom, but also togetherness. Again, very multifaceted full pictures of young womanhood and your experiences. There is another close-up in this video of a white sneaker. The blue butterfly symbol is there. Some other notable details. I love the Why Not era official description. Quote, a destiny discovered between coincidence and fate. Luna has created a wave of change beyond imagination and has come to realize their true roles to be pioneers for all of the Lunas of the world. To celebrate the new moon, Luna is expecting a new moon to rise. They will hold a moonlit festival when the moon shines the brightest, a festival where no girl feels silenced. Luna makes coincidence when destiny collides with fate and finds her destiny within coincidence and fate to deliver a new message for the Midnight Festival. Lunas across the globe will always be together, where all are dignified, equal, and worthy of freedom. The united voice of the girls around the world rings loud and clear ahead of the start of the new moon, unquote. They're making sure everyone is here to join the celebration. No one feels left out. So they envisioned a world they wanted. Now they're talking about what world you deserve too. In hide-and-seek, they say you deserve to show your true feelings to the world. 
in oops, this thing about you deserve to love yourself above all else and not worry about what others think of you. You don't need their validation. Voice also is very Luna with its attention to detail because it was made to be repetitive and be kind of sounding like, in their words, an addiction, quote, the feelings of love and to venture together in an uncontrollable excitement, unquote. So voice is about you deserve that intoxicating sensation of excitement. Universe was created to be a warm atmosphere provoking song. You deserve comfort. And the song Star, about how you deserve to light your own way, and we will light yours back. It's actually the English version of the song Voice, but with slightly different story directions and lyrics. They also reference a dream again, saying the song Star is about, quote, waking up in a dream and pursuing goals and inspiration after discovering themselves in a mysterious space, unquote. June 2021 started the era of ampersand, aka and. Luna talked about now they felt that they have gained, quote, courage with the butterfly effect and finding their inner self. What's more is that Luna created a bigger wave of change with their passion to make a world where not even a single girl is oppressed. Luna had no choice but to break the fixed rules and become one after making bigger waves of change. Lunas in the world paint the world with their own colors, and the album conveys the message that they will shout out, paint the town, in one voice after they found their own colors. Finally conquering the Lunaverse with their own strengths, Luna then discovers a bigger world they had never known about. Unquote. So now, they have gone from DIYing their own world to continuing to embellish it with even more color, painting the town with those colors, but they also realize there's an even bigger world out there that other people have created that they didn't. They had no idea. But different types of life are possible. Different worlds exist. Basically, every Luna is capable of building their own Lunaverse, multiverse of possibilities. As for the choice of the ampersand symbol, it's about, quote, a story of you, me, and us together becoming one after breaking the fixed conventional symbols, unquote. They broke out of the paradigms, made their own, and found out there are even more new ways to explore, redefining those in the future. Some key symbols that tease this era were back. The flames, the white sneakers, the butterfly symbol was back, Kim Lip's eyes glowing red, back in Paint the Town. So at the same time as they were saying so much we don't know that's out there, they also had some very dependable elements to their work remain. The intro perfectly soundtracks their venturing into worlds unknown with the spaceship noises and just lack of lyrics, just a fill-in-the-blank adventure. Lots more take-on-the-world, confident anthems in WOW, Be Honest, Dance on My Own. Then back to alluding to a multiverse, Different Night is a ballad about, quote, girls who spend different nights at the same time, unquote. Again, a great lyric to summarize how their lyrics are both applicable to their specific multiverse story and just broadly about connection. You are was a very sweet expression of love in hoping to shine a light on someone, but changed things up for them sonically, going for lo-fi R&B with piano and electric guitar, in a soft way. 
Their next release was not an official comeback, but a handful of them did the song Not Friends. And this special release I appreciate because when groups have unofficial comeback songs, they tend to be disconnected, but they added some classic Luniverse-isms into Not Friends, so I appreciate that. It didn't feel as much like a side project, although they did take on a more intense action movie role than they normally would. June 2022, they released summer special Flip That. An adorable video for Flip That had tons of Easter eggs. I broke down in the summer special Flip That dedicated episode of the show. It's also just very aesthetically pleasing and adorable. And felt full circle because in their early days, they talked about that dark, forbidden forest. Now, they're in a beautiful, lit-up, enchanted, princessy, adorable forest, dancing together. They just laugh and chat, take a train together to this new, magical forest. We have another white shoe close-up, which I just interpret as clothing symbol that kind of could represent a blank canvas, fashion-wise, anything goes with it, but also just creating your own identity and image, your own style, literally and symbolically. So that's back, and now this butterfly, with self-explanatory meaning, glows, unlike ever before. The journey proved to be the perfect introduction, an instrumental just setting the scene really well for an adorable summertime adventure. Really aced the assignment with that one. Past nods to previous videos include the wall clock, which says it's 12 o'clock. Past song titles in the videos, so much to it. Really just well done attention to detail, and truly, I think, their prettiest video yet. The words on the screen at the end of this video say, quote, everything flipped and we start the journey through the free, unquote. Freeze in all caps, just like the word burn was as they talked about it in the so what era. So I think free is the new key word, which makes sense. Need You is a smooth pop ballad about, again, being each other's light in the dark times, being each other's shoulder to cry on, being there for each other. Things get livelier with Pose, which is actually what they performed in the Queendom finals, and they sing about the glittering starlight reference feeling like they're in Hollywood, they're having this big wave, making it big, and just, they open doors for themselves. They reference opening the door. They're ready to strike a pose, bask in their confident moment. Playback is a sweet fan song in another pop ballad where they reference wondering what it'll be like at the end of a spinning tape when they rewind the tape, which makes a lot of sense given the cassette tape earlier, past references to nostalgia. The song is an interesting pre-chorus change from Twilight We Were Together For to Twilight We Will Be Together For. In the end with I Hope You Shine, on and on and on. The last song I want to talk about today really, really, really perfectly encapsulates what they are all about and always have been. Pale Blue Dot, a song about, hey, things that feel like a big deal really aren't. We got this. We're more capable than we think. Our dreams are within closer reach than we believe. The stars shine on us brighter than we believe they do. We've got this more than we worry we do. We're going to fly through life's challenges. Everything will be okay. All that matters is that we have each other. In the end, it's just a pale blue dot, you know? The Earth is just a small part of the universe, which can be very scary to think about. But some people have a, a good connotation to go with it. 
It puts in perspective so much. What you're fretting about does not matter compared to just the big world, the history of the world. We're just a blip in it. So it kind of frees you. It can be scary, but also be viewed as giving you permission to mess up more, to not worry so much about what you do that may not have the consequences you fear it does. It can also help you appreciate this fragile place in which we live. The actual phrase pale blue dot was coined by Carl Sagan, an astronomy professor who took an image of the Earth that no one else saw the point in taking. It was not meant to be photogenic or ideal, but that was the point. He intentionally took an image of Earth that would make it a pale blue dot, just a tiny speck in the image. He did not enhance it, zoom in, none of that. He wanted us to let it sink in that we were just a small part to play in a much bigger story of the universe. The image was taken in 1990 and came to represent so much. Fun fact, the image actually took weeks to download. This was a time without instant film. It was taken February 14th, but it wasn't actually finished downloading until May 1st. I'm going to skip around a bit, but here's the direct quote, a passage from Pale Blue Dot, where he wrote about what he was trying to get at with this. Look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it. Everyone you love. Everyone you know. Everyone you ever heard of. The aggregates of our joy and suffering. Thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines. Every hunter and forager. Every hero and coward. Every creator and destroyer, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor. The earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and emperors so that they could become the momentary masters of a fraction of a dot. Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this pixel on the scarcely distinguishable inhabitants of some other corner. How frequent their misunderstandings, how eager they are to kill one another, how fervent their hatreds, the delusion that we have some privileged position in the universe, challenged by this point of pale light. Our planet is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic dark, In all this vastness, there is no hint that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. For the moment, the earth is where we make our stand. This distant image of our tiny world, to me, it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another and to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot, the only home we've ever known." So here are 17 takeaways. I hope today's episode, today's discography deep dive, proved to you about Luna. What made them so popular? What they're all about? 17 things that came to mind as I reflected on what makes them great. Some of these things are just reasons for the popularity, the interest. Others are just lessons they taught. The values they preached through this discography in no particular order. Number one, self-love, self-respect, and self-care. Number two, friendship and emotional openness, not closing yourself off from others and being willing to share your feelings. Three, diversity, equality, and celebrating all kinds of women. Four, ways to connect across perceived divides, location-wise or, in their case, even species-wise robot to human. 
Five, the completeness within each person, because each fan is a Luna, a complete Luna on their own. But we need each other to create a Lunaverse, so they honor the thought of standing out on your own and making sure to feel a part of a greater collective. Both are important. Number six, whenever things feel hopeless in your corner of the world, remember that there are still so many corners of the world left to explore. We have just scratched the surface. Seven, it's okay to be shy at times and want someone else to be the leader, but still have that confidence in yourself. Make sure to take charge sometimes too. Eight, their stories keep you in the driver's seat. Very DIY endings, vague at times, up to interpretation. Nine ties into that with the puzzles, the Easter eggs, the mystery, the teasers, the decoding of their music video lore. Ten, top-tier aesthetics, choreography, visuals of their work, on point. Eleven, they did a smart job staying on our radars with such a spread-out and one-of-a-kind release format. Twelve, their cute fashion sense. Thirteen, they're A-plus collabs, not just with singers, but with very prolific, impressive producers, songwriters, etc. Best in the business. 14. The extreme genre and sonic variety. There's a lunason for every taste. 15. They prompt you to question any limitation on people. They deem any categorization as worth thinking of as arbitrary and not worth boxing yourself into. They reject stereotypes. 16. There's so many cool ways to revisit their older releases and get an entirely new listening experience and takeaways the mirrored tracks, the Mobius strip of the the parallel world, dual releases, way of hearing their story in the opposite form, keeping things super interesting. And number 17, they know when to take breaks. They know when to just pause the deep life lessons and have a release like the Midnight Festival theme to just celebrate how far you've come. They're all about celebrating you where you are right now in addition to just saying you can do it going forward. That's my take on what makes them such gems. Of course, I'm a bit biased here, but I hope you see where I'm coming from now. Thank you guys for tuning into my reflections. Stay in Luna forever, and I will talk to you all again very soon. Bye, everybody.